Welcome to UFC Catholicism, <laughs> Ultimate Faithful Catholics. Jess Romero, Terry Barra, I'm reporting for duty this month as the holy name of Jesus. Terry, how Amen, and let's take focus on Jesus. Amen, I'm, I'm reporting yes. for duty, Jesse, because you know what? There's nothing better than to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and about his saving truths, because as the canon law, the last canon of the church law says the, the purpose of the church is for the salvation of souls, and everything we say, Jesse, whether it's being critical about certain members of the church, has nothing to do with them personally. It has everything to do with the salvation of souls. And today, Jesse, I'm going to have you give your take. We did it yesterday on this scandalous book by Cardinal Fernandez that came out back in 1998. And it's just coming to, uh, you know, 19, 25, 26 years later, coming up now. It's an interesting question. Why is it taking so long when, when whoever did due diligence on this uh, Fernandez guy, that if they would have uh, known that this book was around and his kissing book, why would they make him a bishop? It's interesting, Jesse. He was made a bishop just three weeks after Pope uh, Francis became the pope, and he knew him personally. I, I, I'm just pointing the fact that you, you make the judgment. I just find it frustrating that that was connected, that the connection is there. Also, Jesse, we want to talk a little bit. I just want to give a good news thing about Cardinal Seurat strongly rejects fiducio supplicans. Calls it a heresy of the same-sex blessing, and also I got a I got a gem about Saint John Paul II. His what he said in his magisterial teaching about what a couple is. So there's lots to go with that. Uh, Jesse, I wanted to mention uh, the good to know file. Uh, this blew me away, but it's, it fits right now in the church. Uh, Vatican doctrinal official says priestly celibacy celibacy should be optional, and here's what he says: a man. Who's, who feels called to the priesthood may mature, enter into relationships, love a woman, love another person. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> mm. I mean, I caught that. You know, love mm. another man. Come on, dude. <laughs> what are you, where are you? Where's your head? And they have to make a choice. He said, right now, they have to make a choice. He said, we need to be able to make it so that they can have relations and with uh, uh, women. And he other said, said also other couples. I mean, we got to fight this with the truth, Jesse, and that's why one of the reasons we're going to do it, we're going to give out Bishop Sheen's three to get married for free. If people go to uh, catholicrc.org, they can download it for free because that's how we fight error. How do we slay error, Jess? With truth. Truth. As St. Augustine says, love God, uh, uh, you know, slay error. How do you slay error? By telling people the truth. Exactly. Yeah, here's a couple things I want to mention yes. that an Italian priest named Father Ramon Gudetti. Yeah is the next uh, person, I think priest number 35, who's now been canceled by Pope Francis. He was giving a homily to the congregation at St. Raniero Church in Guastasi in Italy, in the Diocese of Tuscan. Or Tuscan. And uh, it was the first anniversary of the death of, of uh, Pope Benedict XVI. Mm -hmm. And uh, he basically made some statements about Pope Francis that uh, were conveyed to Pope Francis and the bishop. And he was canceled. So this is priest number 35 I gone. think the word is excommunicated, Jess. Oh, he was excommunicated, Yeah, right? not just canceled like Father Frank Pavone. No, there's a distinction. He got excommunicated. Yeah, and he, he used a term. He said that Pope Francis, he says, is an anti-Pope usurper. So that, yeah, that got him excommunicated. Yep. Also, uh, what a shame, uh, and I'm just saying that tongue-in-cheek, the liberal Washington Post is losing $100 million a year 
and online engagement is way down. Yeah. That's good news. It is. That's what that's what uh, Donald Trump called the fake media. And uh, they're going broke, Terry. They're going broke. When you go woke, you go broke. Also, one more thing. A media watchdog finds that 81% of political late-night jokes target conservatives in 2023. That's something I I think pretty much all of us knew that. Yep. Sure. And Jesse, uh, before we get into uh, the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I just want to make a comment. I wrote this down. I I gave it to you. And I I said that... um, what we're going to do here, it's basically fighting, here it is, uh, we, we want to fight error with truth, okay? So the best way to respond to the problems in the church is by proclaiming the perennial teachings of the church. And we hope that's what you get here on the Terry and Jesse show. But let's get some, talk about the truth. How about the gospel for today, Jess? Soul food. Amen, brother. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Gospel of Mark chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. These guys, these guys were the lawyers, the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you come to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few things I want to mention is that our Lord Jesus Christ, he taught on the in, on the synagogue on Saturday. Why? Because he was a cultural Jew and a religious Jew. Okay, Jesus Christ is God incarnate, but the religion that he uh, that that he practiced in his humanity was Judaism, mm. and he was also uh, a cultural Jew. That's why he went to synagogue. There was no churches yet. And it says that the people were astonished at his teaching. In other words, why? Because he taught with authority. Authority. In other words, they saw something different about him that they didn't see with the scribes or the Pharisees. Right. And they, they can see that those men, when they spoke, uh, it, there, there, was, there, was not, there wasn't this Holy Spirit anointing in their words. But there was with Jesus. Uh, that's why even today, over in Hebrew University, there's several rabbis that have actually given lectures and have stated that Jesus Christ was the greatest teacher, the master teacher uh, in all human history. And these Hebrew University professors are not Catholic. <laughs> they're Jews. But, they're, but they just study what's called pedagogy. Pedagogy means the art of studying teaching. And uh, in Hebrew University, there's several professors that say that there is no greater teacher than Jesus of Nazareth. Also notice that demons are called unclean spirits. An unclean spirit is, is attracted to an unclean person. And so this one guy I was talking about two weeks ago, he was, he's possessed and he's out in the diocese and I was interviewing him for about two hours. And he goes, well, how can this thing leave me, Jesse? How, how? I said, okay. I said, remember in the gospel of Luke chapter, chapter uh, 15, I think it is, demons are attracted to pigs. I said, and, and the, the pigs went into the, in, into the ocean and they killed themselves. 
I said, these demons in you are number one, trying to drive you to suicide. And you just admitted to me in this interview. But secondly, I told them, I said, because your soul is like a pig. It's unclean. So these demons that you have, these unclean spirits are attracted to your, to your person and your soul because you're in mortal sin. And until you pick, you fix your pig pen and clean it up and make it a, the, that interior, interior castle for God, you're going to keep on being tormented. He understood that. He goes, wow, I never, he goes, not even a priest has explained it like that to me. I said, bro, inside you're a spiritual pig yep. and demons are unclean spirits. So as long as you remain in mortal sin, your spiritual pig pen, they're going to keep attaching themselves to you. He goes, oh, I get that. I get that. Last thing I want to mention is that Jesus Christ, his exorcisms are basically four or five words. Uh, quiet. Come out of him. He doesn't, he doesn't spend two hours in an exorcism, you know, reading the rite of exorcism by St. Charles Borromeo because he's God. One sentence and they're out immediately. And, uh, and the last thing I will say is that, uh, again, the people were amazed because nobody, nobody, not King Herod, uh, not the scribes, not the Pharisees, not the Sanhedrin. Nobody has ever spoken with the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And that's why the Bible says his fame spread everywhere. And in fact, his, his fame has even spread to today, 2024. Terry. Well said, Jesse. Before we get to the smartest guy in the room, you read scripture every show. Isn't it, and you know, Jesse, how, in this world full of chaos and disorder, Jess, isn't it reassuring to know that God has a plan to deal with sin and evil? Jesus came to announce that, that this divine plan is now in effect. As we read the Bible, it's time to repent. It's time to believe. The first disciples heed that call, and they dropped their nets, and they followed him. Yes, you and I and everybody on this show, we are all called to do the same. Let's drop our nets. Let's drop our, our sins. Let's get rid of it and follow Christ. All right, let's bring the smartest guy in. Oh, Tina ahead. We're going to be talking about true love, not false love, when we come back from the break. So I thought Bishop Sheen could say that he's got a quote from about the greatest love story of all time, Bishop Sheen says, is contained in a tiny white host. The bloody blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. How do we get that? Because Jesus, his passion and death, Jesus gave his bride, the church, the Holy Eucharist. It is the greatest treasure. It is he himself truly present a love that longs to be consumed. So I just wanted to bring that up because we're going to be talking about this book by uh, Cardinal uh, Fernandez, which isn't talking about real love. He's talking about lust. But we're going to give the alternative, which is true love. And that's why if you go and get Bishop Sheen's Three to Get Married for free at CatholicRC.org, I think uh, that will clarify what the church really teaches about marital love between a husband and a wife, not between a couple. So stay with us. So we'll be right back after a quick break. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse. So Jesse was out yesterday on Monday, but Jess, I wanted to get your take on this breaking news about this scandalous book. I don't even want to say it's all about pornography, okay? I mean, it's it's a Catholic priest 
back in 1998, who ends up becoming the cardinal of the Catholic Church, who's like second in command or third in command of the whole Catholic Church. And this book comes out and and uh, it's very scandalous. So I wanted to get your take on this, Jess. Um, first of all, a cardinal writing a book about the details yeah. of sexual intimacy, yeah. to me, it's unbecoming of, of the office of a Catholic priest. Of course. Okay? The type of detail and specificity he writes with is something that should be submitted to Playboy magazine or Rolling Stones magazine. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That, that's a type of article you'd probably expect to get from those magazines. Sure. One of the... And, and his, his real problematic mag- his chapters are chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9. Right, correct. Those four are uh, very disturbing yeah. that a Catholic priest would write that. Very disturbing. Here's one error that I see in Cardinal Fernandez, specifically in, in, in chapter 8, where he talks about homosexuality. This is clean. Oh, yeah. Re- read yeah. this. He says this. Yeah. He basically talks about the inability of divine grace to assist a person from stopping uh, their acts of homosexuality. Here's what he writes, quote, but, thi- but this does not necessarily mean that this joyful experience of divine love, if I achieve it, will free me from all my psychological weaknesses. It does not mean, for example, that a homosexual will necessarily stop being homosexual, close quote. Mm-hmm. So notice what he just did here. He's denying implicitly the power of the Holy Spirit because remember what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 that one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is the grace of self-control. It's right in the Bible. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, self-control. Exactly. But he just denied that a homosexual can have self-control in chapter 8 of his book. Because I'll tell you what he appeals to, Terry. He appeals to what's called the fundamental option theory, which is a modernist heresy. And the fundamental option theory teaches, the modernists teach that, that individual acts do not change our basic orientation. Uh, It's only when our fundamental option changes against God do we fall out of grace? In other words, a person can commit particular sins without losing the state of grace so long as you love God. Yep. So that's one of his big errors in the book. He also, uh, in the book, he, he, when he, he talks about uh, something that most people haven't picked up on. He says that, uh, that God is female. Yep. But nobody's really made a big thing about that. But it's in, in I think it's in chapter 8 it or is. 9. I've read it. Yep. Yeah, the God is female. Now, <clears throat> uh, I think a good way to analyze mm-hmm. Cardinal Fernandez's writings, I would bring in some giants, and th- these are the people that Father Ripperger appeals to. These are these are his go-to guys in his footnotes, so I'm going to appeal to Father Chad Ripperger's giants. Father Jor- Jordan Alman, mm-hmm. who Terry knows, Quite well. yep. he wrote a book on spiritual theology. Classic book. Chapter 14. Page 11, yep. it's called Signs of the Diabolical Spirit. Well, he's nailing it. Here's what Father Jordan Almond's right. Because remember, all this book that, that, that uh, Father Cardinal Fernandez writes on the, 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 the art of kissing 
and uh, you know this mystical, uh, the mystical what is it called? Passion, uh, the the yeah, mystical passion, spirituality, and sensuality. These two books, he tries to couch this in Terry yeah. as this is mystical theology or right. mystical union. Right. Okay. So Father Alman says this quote: uncontrolled passions and strong inclination to sensuality usually under the guise of mystical union. Yeah. So Father Jordan Alman, he tells us, watch out for those writers that talk about uncontrolled sexual passions and strong inclinations of sexuality, and they write, Terry, under the guise of mystical union. That's exactly what Fernandez did. And Johnny, Jesse, just, uh, Johnny, Jesse, if I can also add, Father Rubnick, who just was condemned, he had the same ideas that Fernandez, Cardinal Fernandez has. And also there was a group called the St. John uh, Order that also what got into this. And they were abusing nuns also under this disguise of saying, mystical, oh, mystical, yeah, mystical yeah. theology. Yeah. You know what? It's from the devil. And I thank Father Jordan Allman for, for nailing that. And I want to thank Father Chad Ripperger for bringing that up because I have that book. I I didn't even know about it until... Yeah, I asked Father Ripperger, and he told me, look at this book, look at this chapter. He goes, here's your answer. Yeah. So he texted me last night when I asked him. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Terry, and, and now, uh, these modernists in the church, like uh, Cardinal Fernandez and others, yeah. many right, many of them in, in, in high places, yeah. uh, they believe in God, Terry, but they believe in God on their own terms. Yes, not revelation. It, yes, and I'll tell you, they believe in God, but it's consistent with the way demons believe in God. Why do I say that? I'm going to hear this. Look what the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 19. James the Apostle says, he says, you believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble, mm-hmm. but they do not obey. Yep. So you notice, Terry, demons also believe in God, yep. but they don't obey God's revelation. Exactly. Cardinal Fernandez believes in God. Sure. Nobody denies that. But he does not obey his revelation, Terry. Yeah. You see, you see the you see the Of course. Hey, the, Jesse, the guy the Cardinal that ran the Senate on Senadality publicly said, Yeah, um, I uh, I think um, we have to rethink the teaching on homosexuality. It should be legitimate because um just because the Bible says that it's um a bad thing, that it it, it you know, we know the Bible is wrong and I'm right. That's how much um, pride these guys have. They really think they can supersede divine revelation. And you know what, Jess? Uh, again, I'm exercising Canon 212. So are you. We're sharing with our, our, our shepherds our need. Our need is not to explain away, away divine revelation when it comes to sexuality. And here's my bottom line on it. If it's, it's the same thing that Sheen says, that we're too close to the world. The Cardinal's view on sexuality, you said it, it's right with Playboy and all the other crummy pornographic magazines. They, they, that would fit right in. What I'm looking for it to fit in is with what Jesus Christ has revealed through his church and through Scripture. Not somebody coming up with a better idea like, you know, like any cardinals or bishops or whoever it is. You, we don't have to obey any of these things because if it's not consistent with Holy Mother of the Church, we reject it. It's a simple thing. I don't have to be a theologian to do that, Jess. I'm simple. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Jerry, this is, 
unfortunately, this is divided laity because you have a oh, lot yeah. of lay people are it's saying, me right now. yeah, they're saying, hey, they didn't say, they didn't teach nothing wrong. They oh, yeah. didn't teach nothing yeah, wrong. Come on, what's, what's, what's your problem? You guys are making too much hay out of this. Yeah. So uh, this is exactly what the devil causes is division on, in the body of Christ. And this is hugely polarizing the lay people right now. Yeah. Uh, here's something else that I'll point out okay. in, 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 the, in the article uh, or in the book from Cardinal Fernandez. I'm not going to read the whole sentence, I, but I'm just going to read just one, one little part that's clean, where he says that, he says, if God can be present at that level of our existence, he can also be present when two human beings love each other. Not a man and a woman. Did you notice, yeah. folks? Uh, blank, blank, blank. I don't want to read the rest. Yeah, no. Okay. Notice what he said there. Yeah. He said, when two human beings love each other. He did not say when a man and a woman love each other. Okay? So two human beings, Terry, let's be honest. That can be two males. That can be two females. Of course. That was purposeful. Of course. Exactly. He did that on purpose. Of course. Now, here's a... I'll tell you somebody who who warned us about this a long time ago. And uh, I don't know. I haven't kept track where he's at these days, but he's an incredible Catholic priest called... Father Darius Oko, he's a he's a Polish priest. He uh, he was ordained in 1985. Uh, he was a priest for the Archdiocese of Krakow. He was an assistant professor for many years at the Pontifical University of John Paul II in Krakow, Poland. And he wrote a book, Terry, right. called "Truth Is All That Matters." Yep, what a great. Topic. And in this book, he discusses the huge homosexual underground in the Catholic Church. And he calls this, he says, we're witnessing the triumph of porno theology. Yep. Calls it, this, what is, so what is porno theology? This is homosexual ideology. This is Father Darius Oko, PhD, not me. Yep. This is homosexual ideology and homosexual propaganda being used against us. Father Darius Oko he also said, quote, the enemy is not only outside the church, but within it as well. Sometimes perfectly camouflaged like the Trojan horse. We're not dealing not only, we are dealing not only with the problem of a homo ideology and a homo lobby outside the church, but with an analogous problem within the church as well, where homo ideology takes the form of a homo heresy. And Pope Benedict XVI also said, Back in 2005, he said, the greatest persecution of the church comes not from her enemies without, but arises from sin within the church. Close quote. This is why Pope Benedict said before he took office, he says, pray for me that I may not flee for fear of the wolves. We've been warned by Pope Benedict and Father Darius Oko about the wolves in the church that would promote the homo heresy uh, yeah, of homosexuality, Terry. Yeah, you got it. When we come back from our break, Matt Arnold's going to join us and talk about the differences between uh, uh, the Father Fernandez's scandalous book and the theology of St. John Paul II. And just a quick note, I want to mention this, Jesse. This goes back just for, I found this just before the show when I was researching something. Uh, and that is what um, a couple is. Uh, back on June 28th, 2003, St. John Paul II warned of an attempt to manipulate the meaning of the word couple. He writes in Ecclesial Europa that his attempts are being made to, to accept a definition of a couple in which differences of sex is not considered essential 
And the saint said this, the church teaches that the difference of sex is necessary for a couple to be a couple. Now, I say that because of the document back on the 18th of, Je of uh, December last year that came out regarding uh, the blessing of same-sex couples. And so what they're basically doing is going exactly against what St. John Paul II said, what a definition of a couple is. So I just wanted to share that because wow. it's a— Wow, good it's insight. A, yeah, it's, and St. John Paul had it. He said it well. He saw this coming, Jesse. Yeah, so, so that Father Didius Oko and Pope Benedict. Yes. You, have three, you have three Orthodox theological giants yeah. that saw this coming, Terry, and it's here now. Yeah, and, it is. And this, this is what we're going to be battling, I say, until the second coming of Christ. Yeah, and we need to be praying for Holy Mother of the Church. I mean, I hear people complain, but are we praying? We need to get down on our knees, make reparation for these sacrileges that are going on. Also, later in the show, I'm going to talk about Father Malachi Martin, who I knew quite mm. many years, and what he said about this. I think he was prophetic. Wait to hear what I have to say about that. Stay with us. Matt Arnold joins us. When we come back, you're listening to the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin, most powerful radio. Be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We have Matt Arnold joining us here with Jess Romero. Matthew, welcome again to two days in a row on the Terry and Jesse show. Wow, it's great to be here. Oh, I'm not hearing me. I, I am not. Yeah, hello? I, I can hear you, though. You can, can hear me. You. Okay, we good. Well, that's that's what so, matters. So, Matthew, um, we again, we're talking about this breaking news about the scandalous book by Cardinal Fernandez. And some people uh, I've been reading about, they're saying, well, well, really, don't worry about it. this book is nothing more than what the theology of the body is with John Paul II from, you know, 60 years ago. What you say? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to share um, something that uh, uh, Peter Kwasniewski, you, you know, Dr. Kwasniewski, you. you've had him on the program. Of course. Uh, and you know that he's um, a little critical of the post-conciliar uh, uh, <laughs> era. Anyway, he said uh, on Facebook uh, 20 hours ago, something like that, he uh, says, and this is really, he encapsul encapsulates the, the way I feel about it. He said, I'm sick at heart to see people on all sides, that yes. is, you know, liberals and conservatives and traditionalists, um, comparing St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body with Cardinal Fernandez's recently uh, right. surfaced book, which he referred to as his pseudo-mystical sex grooming manual, Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a fairly I apt description. I, I agree. Uh, anyway, he said that the, the point is that the theology of the body, of course, you know, it was a series of audiences that was given uh, by the Pope, and it was based on his book, Love and Responsibility, which I've read. Sure. Um, it was not easygoing, and I don't really have the, the, uh, the technical vocabulary to understand the, the phenomenological aspects of it. So I did, you know, to say that I have a profound understanding of the theology of the body would be inaccurate, mm -hmm. let's say. But I dare say that some of the promoters of the theology of the body perhaps have themselves not the most profound understanding, that they are not necessarily the Fair most enough. profound scholars. You know, you understand it was based, the Love and Responsibility is essentially the published version of one of his two doctoral theses. Yeah. Okay. This is not, this is not a popular book. Uh, in any event, as cringy, <laughs> if, to use the kid's word, uh, as some of these uh, modern promoters of TOB are, 
not a one of them is in the same uh, uh, arena as, say, uh, Father Rupnik. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and uh, uh, Cardinal Fernandez is certainly not in company with John Paul II. Right. And the thing that I would point out, and, and again, uh, Dr. Kozneski did this as well, is that Amoris Letitia and Fiducia Supplicants, right, these, these documents that are primarily the work of Cardinal Fernandez, right. are very self-referential. You know, when you do see um, a, a reference to back up what's being said, it's very often uh, quotes to of uh, Pope Francis. Exactly. Right. You're not going back any further than earlier right. in this, you know, current pontificate. Whereas, uh, you know, love and responsibility, it's it's uh, a serious <laughs> theological and philosophical reflection, and it's informed by Aristotle and and Thomas Aquinas and the Holy Scriptures, and prior magisterial teaching, and, of course, the insights of, of the phenomenological philosophy, sure. you know, which, which I, again, which I say I, I can't claim to be any kind of expert. But you can see that this is, there's a huge difference. Yeah. So, I mean, the people that are, that are, would suggest that this is the same kind of project as the, the 1998 book of, of Cardinal Fernandez, you know, not only are they exposing themselves as not knowing what they're talking about, I mean, you know, pretty seriously, but, you know, they, uh, they're slandering yeah. St. John Paul. And, you know, I mean, those who are on, you know, who really think they're on the side of the angels are also giving Tuca Fernandez a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, which he doesn't deserve. No. You know, I, I think that's the last thing that, that, that we should be doing, when, you know, uh, if we're going to take any kind of um, moral or ethical stance sure. on, on these events. And the last thing I'll say, just sure. quickly... Um, my understanding yeah. of theology of the body is that it's about how the body tells the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Carla Fernandez seems to think that uh, that. Um, uh, oh, how how shall I put this? That that um, you know that 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 uh, physical things. Well, I, John Paul tells us that that you know. Spiritual things manifest themselves in the physical, and and the other, Cardinal Fernandez seems to be going the other direction. Sure, right. Yep. Uh, and and so the body, like I say, John Paul is saying, the body tells uh, the truth, the theological truth, tells us something about God, that God is a, a, a communion of persons, and that we are also, you know, called to that kind of relationship with our not only with God and with each other, and so uh, it, it's it's a ref how our selves you know our, our bodies um and the union of our body and soul reflects the gift of creation reflects the image and likeness of god you know that that communion of, of divine persons which is an external eternal exchange of love yes and so we have dignity as human persons that we because we are also called to communion and, and a vocation of love and so the theology of the body was intended to answer a couple of fundamental questions the first is what does it mean to be human and then the second is, how do I live my life in a way that's going to bring me true happiness and true fulfillment? And he gave us one fundamental answer to that, which is self-giving. Yep. You Sacrificial self-giving. Yep. Uh, not self-indulgence. Exactly. That's the that's the difference. You nailed it. Jess, your thoughts? Because you, you've you read all of theology. You've, you've I, I agree with what Matt said. It's my assessment. I'm no expert. I've taken a course on it, but I, I would still say that it's it's very deep theological reading and i'd have to peruse my notes once again but everything that matt said i totally agree with that was my understanding of taking i took that course at a master's level at steubenville yes um 
I would say that Cardinal Mueller, he's also told us that when he was, uh, you know, the, the, the prefect for the CDF, yeah. that they had a file. That's right, a thick file. Of, of, of all the theological errors yep. that... Uh, that was promoted with by Monsignor Emmanuel Fernandez, later yeah. Bishop Fernandez and Archbishop. And so he he was, they'd already been tracking this guy for a long time. Yep. And uh, it, it, he wasn't going to get promoted anywhere uh, under Cardinal Mueller or no. Pope Benedict. So that's the first thing that I would say is he's already got a track record of, of Cardinal Mueller saying of, uh, of heresies that he was espousing. And so mm. they were, they were following this guy and the second thing that I would say about uh, about uh, this uh, Cardinal Fernandez that's re- very problematic is that uh, there's there's a, a, a great theological Terry, you know him, the, the, the theological giant, Father Jordan Alman. Yeah, I knew him well. Yeah, I I, te- I was texting back and forth with Father Ripperger, and he says, "Jess, reread this section here, and you'll understand what we're dealing with." So he texts me back, reads Spiritual Theology, chapter 14, page 11, Signs of the Diabolical. And okay. Father Jordan Alman says this, which is, it exactly defines mm-hmm. Cardinal Fernandez. Yep. It, it, and Rubnik, Rubnik yeah, also, yeah, all those yeah. guys. Here it is. Uncontrolled passions and strong inclination to sensuality, usually under the guise of mystical union, is a sign of the diabolical spirit. Wow. Okay? Wow. This is ex- spot on. Because this is exactly what uh, Fernandez is writing. It's all mystical theology, things that are being revealed to me. Yes, it's being revealed to him by an evil spirit. These unbridled passions of his, this, this strong inclination to sensuality, I'm marveled at how a chaste celibate priest knows so much detail about sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's funny. That's exactly what my wife said. I said, how does he know all this? Yeah. You know, I mean, just, just again, just a reasonable you know, from, question. An, from an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Yeah. You know, that's just the, the knee-jerk reaction of a regular person. Yeah. You know, I agree, Jess. I, I think that uh, it is important to understand also that there's a real confusion of terms. We were talking about this on, on the program yesterday that I said that, you know, and I, I've been quoting this uh, every single day for, for a long time now, that Aquinas said that, that we should uh, seldom deny, rarely affirm, but always distinguish. Yes. And mystical union, that, that is, there couldn't be anything that, is, that requires greater discernment. Yeah. Mm. But what does, mm. you know, discernment doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to some folks today as it does, you know, classically in, in uh, Catholic thought. Because we got a lot of people saying, yes, oh, yeah, it's absolutely fine for people in a uh, continual, habitual state of unrepentant mortal sin to, to approach Holy Communion so long as they've discerned that it's okay. And it's like, you know, you keep using that word. I don't think you, it means what you think it means. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Mm. And if I could just jump in say, and say this, guys, I looked at who the publisher was for the book because a lot of times, like, you got a book, Matt, that was published by Ignatius Press. Mm-hmm. I got a book, Ignatius Press. Jess, look at the publisher, okay? Instead of the source, huh? Yes. And so I found out that Leonardo Buff, the priest liberation theology guy, and many other former priests were published by this publishing house. And they took on 
Car- uh, uh, Father Fernandez's book. So it's it's like birds of the feather flocking together. And then one more bit of information, gentlemen, that kind of puzzles me, and that is after this big file that Cardinal Mueller um, pointed out that you know in his in the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith had on Fernandez, that unfortunately for whatever reason I can't judge it, but it just seems imprudent. As soon as Pope Francis became Pope, within three weeks of being Pope, he names Fernandez a, a, a bishop, and they were hmm. friends. And and again, you know, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm just saying this. You know, Matt, I hang around people with like-minded th- yeah. uh, theology. Sure. Okay, I'm just saying. So I, I it, it's an enigma for me to see that the Pope would elevate someone from his own country who had a reputation for being— Heterodox. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's all I'm pointing out. Something also that troubles me is that by appointing uh, Victor Fernandez, Cardinal Victor Fernandez, Pope Francis, yeah. this is essentially a repudiation yeah. of his predecessor. Okay, of Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, of uh, uh, the one before Leveda, yeah. and of Cardinal Ratzinger, yeah. and of the and of the Benedict Benedict Papacy. Yes, by putting this man. As the head of the DDF, this is a repudiation of all the prefects that have held that holy office. When we come back, we'll talk more. Matt, stay with us. Also about the Humanae uh, Vitae uh, organization in the, in the Vatican it used to be around. Pope Francis disavowed it. Said no more. Now I see why. Stay with us. Back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Indeed, we've got Jesse and Matt Arnold, Terry Barber here having a good conversation. I wanted to say that it's the Institute of the John Paul II Institute in the Vatican that John Paul II uh, was uh, instrumental in getting that set up. And a couple years ago, the uh, pontificate of, of uh, Francis decided to uh, to get rid of it. And Je- Janet Smith was on it and all these good people. And we were wondering, why would you get rid of something that's so important? Well, I kind of see now the direction we're going in. That, that Now that makes sense why they did that. But, um, Jesse, before I get to Matt, I want to ask you, Jess, um, the, the question on this book. And, I mean, I deleted my files on it because I don't want anybody to ever see it. Because it's that bad, I don't want to participate in someone's sin by that. I, I, I was very difficult for me to actually speak about this yesterday and even today. When, you know, let's be honest, uh, we've got uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, a saving power of Him. But I think the reason that we're pointing this out is really about souls, isn't it, Jess? And Matt, that we want to, we don't want souls to be misled. Is that not a fair statement, Jesse? Yeah, you know, as Catholics. Yeah. There, there's a term that we use. It's called custody of the eyes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and there's also another term that Father Ripperger uses all the time. It's called custody of the mind, mm-hmm. and that's why Saint Paul's always talking about renew. Do not be conformed to the spirit of this age, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Makes sense. This book is part of the spirit of this age. Exactly. And the spirit of this age is the homosexual lobby. And that's what this book, that's what Fernandez is pushing, the zeitgeist, the -hmm. spirit of this age. And the Bible tells us to put on the mind of Christ, to take all your thoughts captive to Jesus Christ. Trust me, 
If you read this man's book, you're not going to be inspired to go to Holy Mass or do a holy hour or pick up your rosary. Right. It's going to it's going to transport your mind, thoughts, memory, and imagination into other places. That's all I have to say. Yep. Well said. Matthew, what are your thoughts before I talk about Father Malachi Martin? Go ahead. Uh, just real quick, I, I um, looked at those materials, obviously, before we went on the air to on the comment air. on them uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, did I, too. I read them. I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to read the whole thing. Yeah, I don't I couldn't I, do it. Yeah, like I said yesterday, not only was I in, in danger of losing my breakfast, but uh, but it's just it's bad for you. Yeah, you know, but just Horrible. I don't I don't I don't need that in my head. Yeah, I don't need to carry that around with me. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. and and the the thing I wanted to a couple of things just real quickly. Sure. Number one, don't shoot the messenger. Right. This isn't calumny, because you know calumny is is a sin when you tell the truth about somebody to somebody who doesn't have the right to know. Right. Listeners of this program have the right to know. Absolutely. You know, uh, and it, this is, we're not airing dirty laundry. No. Public we're, book, we're, you know, public book. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it, it's trying to give people, you know, to an understanding, but, but there is a scandal, yeah. you know, and our good Lord said, it, it must needs be that scandals come, but woe to that man by whom they cometh. Okay. Well, if it's not us, you know, if we're not the source of this scandal, then, you know, it's, we need to pray for those who are. Yes. Well said. And Jesse, I know I've talked to you, and I think even, Matthew, I talked to you about my dealings with Father Malachi Martin back in the 1980s. I want to hear him. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it was just, it's the 1980s. I'm in my, in my 20s, okay? And he's calling me up because he knew that I was doing, you know, media through St. Joseph Communications. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I mean, I heard hear him tell me personally what he saw and, you know, I read, I, he sent me some of his books. I read some of his books. I was like, wow, this is incredible that this is true. Well, you know, I was close to Father Joseph Fessio and Father Ken Baker. They're both Jesuit priests and they're knowledgeable and guys, and I had respect for them. And I asked him, I said, what do you think of Father Malachi Martin? And they said, well, you know, he'd have to be a fly on the wall because the way he describes right. everything is so detailed. <laughs> I, I don't think you can trust him. But you know what, Jesse and Matt? And I'll tell my audience right now, he was spot on. He talked about all this stuff to me in the 1980s, and I just kind of went, I went, I don't know why he kept calling me. He, I mean, he wanted me to publish his stuff. I guess that may, might have been the yeah, reason. Yeah, suspect that's what's suspect going that. on. Yeah, but he was real friendly, and I just uh, had, I mean, like hour and a half long conversations with this man on a regular basis, and he intrigued me because I thought if he's right, we've got problems. And this was something that, as a young man, I couldn't grasp my, ha- my, grasp my hand or my, my mind around this because of the consequences that we have. But now, what, 40 years later, I'm looking mm-hmm. back and going, wow, he was spot on, Jess. Matthew, I think he was right. Yeah, it's a, you're, you're too young at that point. It's, that's what we call an inconvenient truth. And I, I went through the same thing that you did. <laughs> okay. When people would tell me things about... There was a satanic mass, yeah. and this yeah. cardinal was involved yeah. in the '60s, and yeah. the, I, oh I, I would put it off because it was so inconvenient yeah. to embrace that. And I was again just starting my own journey of faith, my own interior conversion. Sure. To me, that was a huge impediment yeah. 
So I chose to purposefully not listen to things like Michael Davies, Father Malachi (laughs) Martin, and many others that I can name, which now I've reread in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. And I'm saying, wow, he's another one. Dr. Mara, I'm saying, saying, wow, these guys were absolutely spot on. I stand corrected, (laughs) but uh, I I just, I wasn't, I I didn't have the sophistication to uh, apprehend that information at that time in my life, in my, in, as I was growing in my interior life. And Matthew, as a convert, what's your perspective on that? I recall... Um, Uh-oh, here it comes. You know, I don't, I don't like to name names, but, you know, the good folks over at Catholic Treasures, you remember those Tom guys. Zola, oh, baby, yeah. good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's a, I'm looking for... There, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, Catholic research. bookstores and stuff that actually had books in them at yeah. that time. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and that's one of the places I wound up. And, and they're, they're a little to the right of Attila the Hunt over there. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got a framed picture of Malachi Martin. And I, uh, I was encouraged to get a copy of Windswept House. And oh, yeah. again, I had that same reaction back then that I had to... To Carlo Fernandez's work now, I, I couldn't read it. I got through, you know, that first description of this stuff that was allegedly happening yeah. in Nevada. I'm going, this is awful. Yeah. You know? And and I was like, that's what a terrible, scandalous thing for this man to to do this. And I remember after you know, Vigano and all the stuff came out about McCarrick, I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I I owe Malachi Martin an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Jesse, wrapping up the solution with we, what us hoi polloi guys, we're not management, we're in sales. Okay. What can we do for the whole Here, mother? Here's my opinion as to the solution. Yeah. Right now, we live in a very peculiar time in church history because right now we have the ability to access information immediately. Yeah. Never had but that. think right. about this. Think about this. We've had bad posts before. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, Dr. Krasnuski, in this article I read last week, he, he names 21 bad popes. 21. And he, and he tells you exactly either what they said or who they were sleeping with, A or B. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, but for example, let's just say that, uh, you know, under Pope Alexander, when he had a bunch of kids running around the papal throne, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have iPhones and we didn't have the ability to say, hey, Terry, Matt, did you know Pope Alexander's got a bunch of kids that he sired there in the vet? We didn't know that. So most people, in fact, most people, let's just be honest, didn't even know who the Pope was. Mm-hmm. For most of history, you lived in France, you lived in Italy, you lived in Mexico, you lived in Brazil. You, you know what you did? You just worked on your interior life. You tried to become holy according to your state in life, and you focus your life around Jesus, the mass, the sacraments, the devotions. You didn't know who the 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 the, the prefect of the CDF or back then of the Holy Office was, or the Pope, or what he said, or what he wrote, or who, who who was sleeping with who. You didn't know any of those things. Most Catholics, up until the age of the internet. They kept their life very micro. They focused on their own personal holiness, their own interior life, sal- the salvation of their family, like Joshua 24, 15 is for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Sure. They kept things simple. It revolved around the parish. It revolved around helping out in catechism. It around, evolved, it around, with around you know, helping in corporal and spiritual works of mercy. That, yeah, we've got to go back to the micro because yep. when, we, when we get too fixated on the macro, this cardinal's doing this, this bishop's doing that, the pope said this. You can go crazy. And what that is, that's a blueprint to leave the church. That's what happened to Jerry Maddox. That's what happened, I mean, to so many other people, uh, uh, Steve Skojek. I mean, I could give you Rod Dreher, I think. The list goes on. When you start focusing 
on all the filth in the church, you have some good minds that end up leaving the church because their minds cannot, they cannot, uh, you know, embrace how this can, how this can be happening in the one true church of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to pull a Jerry Maddox uh, and uh, some of these other guys that I can mention. I want to stay anchored with the Holy Mother yes. Church and I want to get to heaven and I need to work more on my interior life Amen. than basically than worried about this uh, Fernandez's two books that he wrote. <laughs> well said, Jeffy. Yeah. Matthew? Hey, hey. Well, you, you put your finger on it. That, that's the, 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 the tragedy that I see and you and you put your finger right on it is that there are people good people who are throwing their hands up because they're so frustrated uh, because the you know in, in the uh, psychology they call it cognitive dissonance yeah you know uh, your mind can't hold a contradiction uh, without resolving it it'll drive you insane right and so people are resolving this kind of it's like there's there's heresy and there's schism and why can't people see it and and the weird thing though is that their solution is to become a heretic or a schismatic exactly you know which is like uh you know you're you, it's really important to make sense that's one of the re- that's why i i called my show no nonsense catholic <clears throat> catholic because i'm trying to i'm just trying to make sense yes you know and that's that is the intellectual linchpin of my conversions that catholicism makes sense it is the only really comprehensive and cohesive worldview it's the only one there is it's the only way to approach life that answers all the big questions yeah and you know and it's like why are why are people trying to rearrange the deck chairs on this (laughs) you know i mean it's like you've you've got you've got the bark of peter let it sail amen well you get me all excited gentlemen spot on (laughs) and matthew how can people listen to your show where's where's it up in the lineup Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's right. We have a new lineup here uh, on PMPR in the 10 o'clock slot. We have our, our all our weekly programs. So yes. I'm on Monday mm-hmm. in the rocking chair between Jesus 911 and Terry and Jesse's show. <laughs> Great place to be <laughs> uh, on Mondays. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, it's Bishop Strickland. And then Thursday, Dr. Sandoval and yep. Friday, Bible with the Barbers. Awesome. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked, let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. Forget about that B.A., M.A., Ph.D. Work on the S.T. before your name. Amen. And Jesse, nothing changes. You know why? Truth doesn't change. Every day I ask him that same question, and I say, just what state should we be living? He says the same thing. State of grace. And what did Our Lady of Fatima say? She said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Don't get this. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus Christ, okay? Make the prayers, say your prayers, live a holy life, offer your life for Jesus Christ. The benefits are out of this world. Thanks again for joining us here in this wonderful conversation. Matt Arnold, Jess Romero, and Terry Barber. May God richly, rushly bless you and your family. And thanks again for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you.